attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I feel like it needs a bigger than that because... Uh, clink, clink, clink cheers. Clink. We're cheersing through the, um, I'm cheersing my can of hard seltzer to Dana's wine. Because I have glass. Because, bum ba dum ba it's our it's 50th our, episode. It's our 50th. How did this Ooh, happen? I have no idea. Adam, it's been like a, it's over a year now it's at this point, year, which is yeah. pretty we, amazing. Are we supposed to like break this into a season two? I don't, I don't know. understand how podcasts work. I also don't understand how we move up the algorithm. And so, come on, people, like and like us, celebrate with us, uh, give the great write comments, write us a review, do all write those things. Write us a second review because probably it's the same ten of you listening. So, you write know, us all use the your partner's Apple ID to log in and write another review. <laughs> do these I things. Think, I don't know. I think it also is about like just make sure you're subscribed. I don't know. I hear everybody talk about yeah, subscribed. subscribe. I think subscribe yeah. is like because, and I'm gonna just plug uh, really fast my old boss from my CBS news days, Mosh, he left CBS and has become this like social media darling and now runs this thing called Mo News. He launched a podcast two days ago and is suddenly in the top 25 of Apple podcasts. How? With no promotion, nothing other than he just put it on his Instagram. Okay. Well, we did that same thing, but yeah, but we didn't clearly 150,000 followers when we launched. Okay. So that's it. All right. (laughs) We'll get there. I feel like we have to like. You know what? I don't even care. Like, if we only have two people listening, all I care about is that I get some time hanging out with you, Adam, (laughs) talking about our favorite subject. Frankly, our excuse to go talk about Disney for a couple hours every week, and um, you know, sure. (laughs) Yeah, if we have to. Oh no. No. But but seriously though, do us a solid like, subscribe, and then I'll stop talking about that from there. Um. But this week also, we figured. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, hold on. I was just gonna say. Also, I'm very jealous today because my sister mm. and my brother-in-law and my niece and my nephew are all at Disneyland right now. Yes, and I'm they getting are. Pictures. Left and and right. yours truly made yep. their itinerary and also booked all their dining for them. So I, I think they're being absolutely ridiculous during the princess breakfast on Sunday morning. Like. You could go to the I, parks for what it's costing to go to this dinner or the breakfast thing. You could essentially have a day in the parks. We should have her on the podcast so she could talk about it. This is the princess breakfast yep. that they do at Grand Californian. And it is $125 a person. There's no age discrimination here. Like, it's just that. You could be three or you could be 103. That's the price you're paying. That is. But for what it is, admittedly, it sounds super cool because I was researching it because I made her itinerary. So I wanted to give her, you know, the best facts I could find on the internet about that particular event since I've never done it. And it does sound really cool. They give you like a tea tray of a ton of um, like little snacks at the beginning and appetizers. Food sounds incredible. The desserts are decadent. They give you like a cute little trinket at the end, like a necklace for the kids. And $125. So before tax. Yeah. Or tax tip. Before tip. Before tip. (laughs) And does not include alcohol. Yeah. It does not include alcohol. And that matters to you and me. But um, uh well, and knowing my sister, she'll be having some mimosas there at breakfast. So I don't know. I'm very curious to hear. From her, and I know they cut it down. The whole family was going to go, but now it's just 
Abby and her daughter, they went and checked in. I don't know. Surprise. You don't know this yet, but they went and checked with the hotel today and they changed the reservation to just make it my sister and my niece, which makes more sense. Cause I honestly, I did not picture my brother-in-law and my nephew like fully enjoying the princess breakfast. Your nephew, who's a teenager, like, I don't think he was going to probably be excited. Well, maybe he'd be very excited to meet eight princesses. Who knows? But it does not sound like the thing that most teenager boys want to do. Um, I think they made the right decision. To She told me she was going to do that as well, like, cut them out, let them go back to the parks, and they would just enjoy this princess breakfast. Yeah, which I think will be special. But they've been they've been sending some photos. Ellie with her like niece's name is Ellie. She has her big um, Mickey mini ears on that she wore on the plane all the way to California from Kansas. Aww. And then Abby said they took her to World of Disney, and she was like overstimulated. <laughs> she was like all this Disney stuff she's never been. Yeah. And so like for a little for a five year old kid, that's like oh my gosh. Um, and then that's she got, another tip I put in her itinerary is like go to World Disney at the very beginning of your trip because you're staying right there. Let her buy that souvenir so that she can carry it around if she wants to for the next two days uh, rather than waiting at the end. I am yep. team buy your souvenirs at the top half of your trip so that your kid can hold them so that you have all these memories with it versus waiting at the very end, picking up that stuffed animal on your last like hour in the park. So she got a mini plush. Oh, and then I think what was the bigger win was the gigantic Minnie Mouse candy apple with white chocolate and marshmallow ears. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I will, I'll show this to you. Sorry, folks at home. Maybe I'll ask um, my sister if I can put this on the uh, Instagram when the show goes up. But I mean, this thing is literally the size of my niece's <gasps> face. Oh my goodness, she's darling. She's eating the marshmallow <laughs> ear. And it's like, yeah, the uh, candy apple's as big as her head. Aww. I, I cannot wait till we take, I did say to my sister, I was like, her uncles need to take her to Disney World. Um, yes, you do. We'll do that. And of course, my sister will invite herself, which would be fine. Um, no, I've always said we should. wanted to do like a big family trip to the park. So maybe one day that'll happen. So anyway, they're there. I'm super jealous, but... We're going to be there together in, um, what's the countdown? It's less than 60 days. Because oh we just goodness. woke I up at, I woke up at the crack of dawn to get our, dusted off those uh, old um, reservation skills, cracked you, those knuckles and got us our reservations we wanted. So You took one for the team and you heard us all talk about this last week, but we are dead set on trying to get that fancy room at Lamplight Lounge. So we have um, two seven person party groups to try to get in that room. So we're going to see if we can combine them for our lunch hour. We have an odd lunch hour. So I think that's going to be in our benefit. That's not like directly at We're late. We're super late in the afternoon. And like, but the, what I've read on the internet is that they max that room out at 13 is the capacity of the Mm. room. I'm hoping because Noah's like half a person that they'll be like, yeah, sure. It's fine. So we'll see. I don't know. Fingers crossed. I really want to. I will. Also, that room has like a private balcony off of it to watch the Incredicoaster yeah. take off. Like, I'm here for it. I yeah. I want um, it. So we'll see. I want we'll it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So should we dive into it? We should. So we decided that we're going to do. There's a ton more news that has come out and a few rumors that Adam and I want to throw some shade on. We got thoughts. So. We have lots of thoughts. So we figured we'd go through kind of some new stuff that's come out in the last couple of weeks. I think 
first and foremost, like the travel agent in me needs to tell all of you that the 2023 vacation packages for Disneyland, Disney World, all Disney have finally been released. So if you're looking to plan a 2023 trip, now is the time to start thinking about it and booking something. Um, The rates will not go down. They're only going to go up. So if you're thinking about like a trip, you know, in August of next year, I would think about booking it. The vacation packages, there's no real like special deals out right now. But again, just to plug myself, I guess, or to plug working with a travel agent, (laughs) it's that you should have somebody else book it for you. And then you can, my shameless plug, we're going to move you to a vacation package when those uh, hopefully open up. But um, look at the pricing. If you're happy with that price, then book something. The one kind of downer, I don't, we, you and I didn't talk about this yet, Adam. One kind of downer is that 2023 is getting rid of the Genie Plus option in your tickets. Oh, it's already gone, isn't it's it? It's already gone. I know. So the rest of 2022 and all of 2023, you can't like add on this for your entire vacation package. You have to out, add right? it all a cart. Yes, the morning of. So now we have a massive homework assignment every morning at 7 a.m. We already had a big homework assignment in picking your ride that early, but now you have to go on the app Pick Genie Plus, wait for it to register, and then go in to pick your top ride. But wait, huh. I think because we had we had to experience sort of had to experience this on our trip um, because of how our tickets worked out. I was able to buy Genie Plus for every day, but one day for all of us and Kurt. Kurt, one day I had to do separately. Yeah, twelve oh one a.m. Yes, you can add Genie Plus. So anytime between twelve oh one a.m. 7 a.m. I would suggest, like, if you're waking up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or something, just go on and buy the Genie Plus for your whole party then so that at 7 a.m. you can really just go. Because we know some of those, like, hot ticket lightning lanes, because guess what? Other people are going to be doing that. The people who really want those lightning lanes are going to be at 12.01 a.m. buying their Genie Plus and then rolling back over and going back to sleep till 6.58 in the morning. And that's what annoys me about all of this, because we've just moved everything into the same shenanigans we're already in with dining, of getting up at 3 a.m. if you're on the Pacific time to get that coveted dining. Like... We are now at a point where you're going to have to set an alarm for midnight to wake up and get Genie Plus if you really are that intense about it. And then you still have to also get up at you at seven to book that first Genie Plus ride. This is my problem. When do you get to take a break? You're on a vacation. Disney seems to have forgotten that people go there for a vacation. Dana, Disney is not relaxing. That's I know you have to take three days off when you get home, but I am excited to do this though. Like if we finagle doing Disney world before the cruise next year, I almost feel like the cruise will actually be the relaxing part of Disney compared to some park days beforehand. I agree. I agree because we're also going to be going during the spring break window of mid April. So the parks are going to be a nightmare, but we're just going to deal. But I think the cruise won't be as bad because it's literally right after spring break. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. This is 
based off of no fact, but I'm going to just put this opinion out there. I think booking a cruise during a summer or spring vacation or winter vacation is a really great way to go because they can't get any bigger. They have a finite amount of rooms. They're not going to go past their max capacity, which they are going to book regardless of the year. So you're in a set number of people. You're going to always have a lovely time on a cruise for the capacity side of it all. By the way, and maybe this will be for all of you listening to Dana and Adam's deep thoughts, um, a future episode soon, we should just do a cruise episode and talk about the cruise ships and the cruise and the wish, maybe like after they christen the wish coming up in a couple weeks or in like a week totally. or next week. Anyway, next week. because I have fallen down the dark rabbit hole of vlogs. You know, I love my vlogs. <gasps> I have been watching oh. Disney cruise vlogs nonstop since we booked this trip. Tim Tracker. Have you seen Tim Tracker yet? I've seen his cruise vlog. Did you see that he got the the coveted like captain's room yeah. that was like yeah. a yeah. like a literal mansion on yeah. this yeah. cruise? Yeah. Um and we just watched, you know, my favorites, Adam Hatton from the UK. We just watched yes. Adam and Gary C do a cruise pre-pandemic and then they were the ones that did the UK cruise where Disney was like, how can we make some money? Let's just send the ship over and put all the British people who can't leave yeah. the country on a boat. <laughs> like boat circles around the UK. I don't know, Um, but we should do this because there's so much to talk about. And I'm already learning so many tips and tricks to like how we get to the cruise terminal. Like spoiler alert, do not take the Disney transportation to Port Canaveral. I didn't even know that. So Uh there we go. Should we rent a car? No, we take an Uber, which Ubers go from the resort to Port Canaveral all the time. Because if you take the Disney transportation, they tell you what time you have to be there and what time to show up. If you show up and check in right at the opening at like 11, 30, 12, you're going to be one of the first boarding groups to get on the boat and you get more time on the boat instead of waiting in the like cruise ship area for your group to get called. This sounds great. This is great. Right there. All right. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about this week. I just cracked open another one because y'all, we got some stuff to talk about. When it's it comes it's to our fiftieth. I hope that was a nice sound on the microphone. That's that clinked. I heard it. It's a good clink. It's um our fiftieth, so we can we can drink in this episode. Um, yeah, there's. I'm sorry. Some more. Do we like, we can drink? In this, this is episode? the only reason we the, can drink right now. Uh-huh, we drink every episode. How, yeah, I was going to say. Um, never forget when I was in L.A. and your husband made the um made the mint juleps. Oh, for the me jet I was juice. So jealous about oh, it. Oh no. No, I haven't yeah, had the jet the, juice. He made the mint juleps. And we were very right. we I think we recorded two episodes that week. And by the second one, we, did. we were I was I don't know what I said on that podcast, but anyway. <laughs> um I listened okay. back to that one. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm slurring a little bit. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Yeah, um whiskey. So So one more piece of news that came out, Adam, out on the yeah. East Coast, your new home at Disney uh, World. <laughs> I'm very happy about this piece of news. At Caribbean Beach, they are retiring the themed rooms that are Pirates of the Caribbean. I have like a visceral reaction to 
Caribbean Beach. Can we talk about Caribbean Beach? Well, first off, these yeah. rooms were like done like 10 years ago. And um, they're a couple hotels have these themed rooms. They're really done well over at like Contemporary and Polynesian. But these ones, and, and oh. specifically the Caribbean Beach ones, have these giant boats, like these pirate ship boats. <laughs> it's so bad. And what I've always heard is that it's like you're sleeping like on just hard plastic. Like nobody says these are comfortable. They look like those race car beds that toddlers get. I know. I'm looking at a picture right now. They're awful. Like the rooms are, okay, I have thoughts about Caribbean Beach, Caribbean, Caribbean, whatever you want to call it. It is a La Quinta Inn and Suites and minus the suites. I have a visceral reaction to that place every time we take the Skyliner over it, anytime I'm near there. I just, and like, what's so sad is that big, beautiful Riviera like sits over it. (laughs) I know. We went to the Riviera again recently and you just look over and you're like, oh, and there's Caribbean Beach. All right. That's sad looking. So we on this last trip made some changes and like quickly looked for a dining reservation to have. And we found one at Sebastian's at Mm -hmm. Caribbean Beach. And we're like, okay, we'll give it a try. Best thing about the resort. It's the only good thing about the resort. This is like Disney World's best kept secret. It was, I think, $35 a person, family style, all you can eat, and the food, I'm sorry, all you care to enjoy. Um, The food was phenomenal. The setting was great. Cocktails, eh, they didn't know how to make an old-fashioned, but, you know, whatever. Um, But the food was really, really good. And what was amazing is they were able to do vegetarian versions of all the meat options. Oh, that's great. So they would bring the meat stuff out for me and the vegetarian versions out for Kurt. It was great. And then the dessert was this, like, bread pudding with pineapple and stuff, and it was absolutely delicious. The restaurant's great. It's a fun time. Good spot. That's the only good thing about this resort. You walk by these rooms because we took the Skyliner to the Riviera and then walked through Caribbean Beach to get to dinner. Yeah. These rooms look like a Motel 6. Like the outside of them looks trashy. We like walked by a couple rooms and there were like beer cans stacked up in the window. And I was like, no, like it's just, and then you, we have not stayed there, but the rooms look old, dumpy, trashy motel six and it's a moderate resort and like well let's talk about the pricing for this for a second well and really quickly just a fast refresher there are three moderate resorts at disney the coronado springs the caribbean beach that we're talking about right now and port orleans riverside and port orleans french quarter which you heard adam just say was not super great the last episode no and isn't the cabins at Fort Wilderness, aren't they considered moderate? You're right. Yeah. You're right. The cabins as well. Which, by the way, we really want to stay there sometime. I kind of do too. The price is going up on those. But here's what yeah. I will say, because I'm looking also at April. We just talked about the vacation packages are open. We're going in April. I looked at the pricing at Caribbean Beach because they've upped that price because of the Skyliner. You can stay at Caribbean Beach in mid-April for $344 a night and that's guys, a standard room. There's no extra frills to it. That's a standard room. I you should see how far back I'm rolling my eyes in my head right now. Save your money. Don't do it because guess what else is $300 a night? 
the Swan and Dolphin. You can get for two to three hundred dollars a night over there, which is a much yep. nicer hotel. I also looked up the Swan, and it is exactly the same price that we it, we're going a pricey weekend because of spring break. But it is the same price. So stay at the Swan and Dolphin. Um, you're going to have a walking path directly to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Uh, my friend Dana, who's not me, but has my same name. I've talked about her before. Her name is Dana Johnson. I mean, we are same person. She stayed at the Swan and Dolphin. She talks such great things about it. She's like, this is so great. You can walk right into Epcot. It feels exactly like a deluxe resort, but you're paying like a moderate or less than moderate price. So, And if you have a bunch of Marriott Bonvoy points sitting around, you can cash in your Marriott points to stay there. Yes. So... I, is look, that where we should stay on this next trip yeah, in maybe. April that we're talking about? Maybe we should. We'll have to look at that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So moderate resorts. I think the look, they're all trash. I hate to say it, but I honestly would rather stay. Go with me on this. Would yeah. rather stay at Pop Century, the highly themed value resort, because their renovations they did on all the rooms work. Like you can get a room with a king size bed or maybe yeah with a king and then a pull down murphy style bed the decorations great it like it just works and compared to what you get at caribbean or port orleans riverside or french quarter it just it's better like you're getting the room's smaller and there's a lot more of them but frankly the pools are amazing at pop century like, they're yep. huge pools. All the value resorts have these massive pools. A couple of them are open 24-7, so you can go take a dip in the middle of the night and nobody cares. The pool bars are great. The dining is, like, for breakfast. You run in there and get your quick service. Because guess what? Most breakfast at Disney World is kind of the same wherever you go. It's the Mickey it's, waffles, it's the eggs, the, the sausage, the, the bacon. The bounty platter. Yeah. They call it get, the bounty platter. You get literally every resort. Um so let me tell you the pricing for, again, I'm talking mid-April here. The prices will be lower if you're looking at a non-peak time. But I just told you Caribbean Beach in mid-April is $344. You can stay at Pop Century for $250. $100 less, and yep. you also still have the Skyliner. They both have yep. access to the Skyliner, but you can stay for 100 bucks less a at a, I think, better resort. And I want to also throw this out there that the All-Stars just got renovated as well. I think all of them have been now. Now, they don't have Skyliner access. I think All-Star Sports is still being renovated. So it's the same price, though, to stay at All-Star Movie or All-Star Music. It's $200, $202 a night. Um, you don't get the Skyliner, but you still get the bus access. And those rooms have just, they look as good as Pop Century at this point. I can't believe I'm saying these words, but I would tell I know, somebody to book an all-star music over Caribbean Beach for the just purely the price tag. You are going too. to have a better time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I completely agree. Or go off property. It's honestly like for us, if we can get a deal on a deluxe resort, we're 100 percent gonna do that. If not, then we're gonna do it cheap and we're gonna stay the value resorts because guess what? How much time you really actually spend in your hotel room? Not that much. It's not worth it. So it's not worth it unless you get a and discount. And that's hot tip yeah. at the value resorts, yeah. just like the moderates, the bathroom area is separated by a really big curtain. And you can pop that pack and play by the sink in the bathroom area, shut that curtain, and it's dark and quiet and baby will go to sleep. So honestly, yeah. like I I will say the moderate is probably worth it. 
if you're going to need the camp, the cabins at Fort Wilderness, or you book into the Grand Destino Tower over at, um, I'm blanking on it, but Coronado Springs. And Coronado let me Springs. tell you that the Grand Destino Tower, which is brand new, it was built like a year and a half ago. These are really fancy rooms. Think Vegas. Like they've got the like specialty elevators. It's a tall tower. Like you see all the tower buildings in yep. Vegas. These rooms are going for 400 a night in the peak time. So 400 versus 344. It's still a, it, a lot more. I recognize that, but you're going to be getting luxury experience also, compared to it. I got to say though about Coronado and about Caribbean, but more about Coronado I have no interest in Coronado and it kind of because of how I feel about beach club now too. They're conference centers. They're like, they're made for, they are like, I will say the only difference with the tower, the photos look like they are made for business travelers in that tower and not yep. really vacation. So anyway, uh summary of this kids go with the value resort or splurge and go with the deluxe resort or meet in the middle and go with like the Swan and dolphin and keep an eye on that new Swan reserve hotel. It's supposed to be phenomenal. The new one they just opened and check that out. Or also again, if you've got Marriott points of cash, look at the brand new JW Marriott near Disney Springs, because that one looks incredible too. Maybe we stay there. Okay. We got so many options. We're going to offline you and me, Adam, but I have a sinking suspicion. You and I are not staying on property this, this coming trip in April. No, but um, should we like uh, fly back to the West coast? Yes, we shall. So speaking of hotel access and hotels and which ones to stay at. So, one of the most exciting, and this has like never been done before in a U.S. Disney park because you can kind of do it at Paris. Like, if you stay at the Disneyland Hotel in Paris, it is the entrance to the park. You literally walk through the Disneyland Hotel in Paris to walk into the Disneyland Park there, which yep. is kind of cool. So if you stay there, you're essentially staying at the entrance. We all know Grand Cal. One of the perks and part of the reason the price point so high on it is because it has its own private entrance to DCA, which you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. And it is. we've done it once, and it's kind of cool to be able to just waltz out, walk into the park, and then at the end of the day, walk out of the park, and you're right there at your hotel, which convenience is great. So It's a huge perk. No Disney World hotel will give you that close of access. No. Like That is a really cool perk. Also, hot tip with that perk, though. They rarely, if ever, check your room key if you're coming into the Grand Cal through that exit. If you are leaving and you want to get an Uber out of Disneyland, <laughs> go oh. through the Grand Cal, go to the lobby, take the exit there, go to the lobby, order your Uber to the Grand Cal. It's going to be a heck of a lot easier to get out of Disneyland doing it that way because they don't check. You could be like, oh, That's I have a, a dining reservation tip. or I'm meeting a friend in the lobby. They'll let you in. They don't care. So sweet. There you go. I never even thought about that. That's a good one. Um, okay. So, but guess what? Apparently now that's not going to be the only place you can do that at Disneyland Resort because they just opened up a Paradise Pier entrance to DCA. So now you've got the most high-end Disney hotel in California, the Grand California. What that its whole thing was it had its entrance, but now you have the cheapest. Disney hotel, which mm -hmm. let's be honest, it's still not cheap, but the cheapest Disney hotel now also has its own entrance to DCA. The, 
Paradise Pier is Caribbean beach prices. It's usually around the 350 range. Yeah. So it's not terrible for what you're getting. I still would not tell anybody to book Paradise Pier. I would always tell you to book the Disneyland Hotel. But this is a super cool perk. Yeah, it is a cool perk. I think it's going to be a little bit of a hike to get to the entrance. But I watched, it's still going to be I a- watched somebody on TikTok do the actual trek um they sped up their footage and it was it was like a five plus minute walk you would have that anyway but at least now you don't have to go through a second bag check or deal with like the crowds of downtown disney so hey it's cool if if you're looking to stay there and you're going to dca you might as well take advantage of it you won't see anybody on that little walking path because it's only guests of the park or of the hotel excuse me but yeah Good for them. Yeah, because then this one, so the difference with this in Grand Cal, there is a gate where you have to tap in with your room key to get through the gate. But at yeah. the Grand Cal, you just walk in. So I don't know. It, it kind of like it's cool and it's great for people staying at Paradise Pier, but like it kind of takes a little of that. I don't know. There was like that sense of exclusivity with staying at Grand Californian to be able to walk into the park, but it's gone. Yeah. Ruin forever, look, which I do wonder if this is all temporary. It does look like very temp, like the photos of it look like very temporary walls and stuff for the proposed continued expansion of DCA in Disneyland back over the road, right? And where allegedly more park is going to be built or something. Yes, I think you're exactly right. I can't wait to stay when this rumored Toy Story overlay happens at Paradise Pier. Then that is probably going to be... Wasn't that Pixar? Oh, it's Toy Story. No, it's just Toy Story. No, Um, I think they changed it back to all Pixar. Did they? They like had a new announcement. Yeah, that it's not going to be like the Pixar Pier Hotel or something. And it's going to be all Pixar. Oh, Maybe I'm well, I remember it was going to be all Toy Story like- a couple. We talked about it a couple months ago on the podcast, and it was yeah. And then we were like, "Hold on, hold on." I'm tr- I'm checking um, as my son's favorite Elmo show calls it, Smarty the uh, tablet. Um, oh yes. Yeah. No, it's going to be a Pixar themed hotel. No, not just Toy Story. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, I was looking forward to Toy Story, but whatever. Fine, more Pixar. I love Pixar. Look, I, I'm not mad at it. Um, but I'm just excited for that change up more than anything else. And when we were just at Disneyland a couple weeks ago, you could see that downtown Disney is super sad looking on that back end by where the hotels are. The um, AMC and the Earl of Sandwich, that whole area, completely gone. It's just open nothingness and they have a few of those pardon our pixie dust stanchions everywhere but um otherwise it's pretty sad over in that corner Mm. you'll see it when you're there adam in a couple of months well speaking of the pixar takeover of the parks right, disney there's a rumor i like that we're in the rumor Rumor mill has it oh yeah i think we're in the rumor rumor has it yeah um disney okay so you guys know space mountain is one of my favorite rides Favorite, yes. favorite rides. It's my yes. grandpa's favorite ride. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cue <sighs> the violins. There's, Is that what yeah, I'm hearing? Cue yeah, the violins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor. So we all know Tomorrowland is being overhauled finally. And it needs it. Like Tomorrowland at Disneyland needs some work. It's, oh, it's bad. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, there's so many like 
you could just see the people mover and that rocket rods track just like hanging over Tomorrowland just in a sad way. Which, by the way, with the people mover track, I kind of want to go do the picnic on the people mover track to watch the fireworks. No, you do not. I did too. I did too until I talked about this with Kim. And I I heard that all they give you is like, I saw pictures of it. It's just like, like food that's in like um, styrofoam and that's like all you're well, eating. Well, I live it's in New York like- and we order takeout for most of our meals. And so most of our dinners come in styrofoam packaging. So Fair, but for like $40, I'm not going to do – $40 a person. I'm not going to eat like styrofoam pasta I would do it just to be up there. Alien Pizza Planet. I don't know. I can see it. Anyway. It's all sad looking. But anyhow, yes. It is. Tomorrowland so- desperately needs an overhaul. Only half of it is working. And it sounds like they're getting it it's, very soon. So apparently it's going to happen. Have you seen the Lightyear, the new Buzz Lightyear prequel movie trailer? I've seen the trailer, yes. Okay. So apparently in the trailer, his like thing he launches out of or something, I don't know, looks suspiciously just like Space Mountain at Disneyland. <laughs> but with... yes. This new overlay over it. It looks almost kind of like very much like Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout type, like redo to it, like the piping and this and that. Yes. And that, yep. the mechanical yep. stuff. So there is a big old rumor flying around that Space Mountain is going to go under a massive, not just an overlay done, like, you know, it becomes hyper Space Mountain sometimes and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. A full-on redo of the structure to the mountain to make it look like this thing from Lightyear. Yeah, I saw this too. And we want to be clear, this is a rumor. This is a rumor that's come out here in June that they're going to do this. It's not an overlay. We're not talking about like when they it's Halloween time and they do like the spooky overlay. This is like a full Guardians of the Galaxy situation where they are going to take a ride and completely transform it. Um I don't know, Adam. I think that there is, I just don't, maybe I'm being Uh, really um, archaic in this thought, but that is such an iconic ride, Space Mountain, that I just don't see them really truly doing it. Also, why would you do it when there's already unnecessary drama about this movie? Like, people are ticked that Chris Evans is Buzz Lightyear now and not Tim Allen. Yet. And I also heard, Adam, be be aware that this movie, if you watch it, will turn you gay. Oh, it will? Oh, yeah, no. That's, that's, that's the, the, the news. By the way, we just started watching Love, Victor on this third season. <laughs> oh, on, because, yeah. You know, we watched the first two on Hulu, but now suddenly Disney's woke and is like, oh, it can be on Disney Plus now. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. And literally everybody's gay in the show now. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah. people who were, like, Straight presenting for the first two seasons or no, not. Um, you know, <laughs> agenda, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're saying this as a gay guy. But anyway, did you see, like, even Tim Allen's, like, wife from Home Improvement came out blasting it on the internet? No, really? Yes. The movie or the, the yeah, ride? Yeah, she was the movie. blasting the movie because it's not Tim Allen. Oh. Anyway, well, I am a little, um, I am a little annoyed. It's not Tim Allen. I've got to say, like, it should be Tim. He is our Buzz Lightyear, and he's also yeah. here to do this voice. Like, if he wasn't, then that's a different story. But he's around. I 
it, look, I'm also going to say this on as a devil's advocate. I don't want them to change Space Mountain. I don't think they need no. to change Space Mountain. It's the one thing in Tomorrowland that's working just fine. But, but I I'm can't. I'm so afraid this is going to turn in the universe. Okay. Hold on. I just can't just say. I know you're fired up. I know, buddy. I know. But look what they did with Tower of Terror and Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Tower and Guardians is better. Guardians is awesome and totally different. So I got to give them the benefit of the doubt that if they would yep. take one of the most beloved, if not the most beloved ride at Disneyland and they're going to transform it, it's got to be for the better, right? Yeah, but. I'm also afraid with the current leadership. Yes. This is going to suddenly Disneyland is going to start feeling like universal and everything has an IP attached to it. And the old classic, like people like going to Disneyland because it's the nostalgia, the charm, the like old charm. That's why we love the Disneyland hotel and you love this park because it's just stuff isn't made like that anymore. If you want the flashy stuff, you go to DCA. Like they, you've got that covered there. You go to Universal. You like go to if you want a crazy thrill ride, you go to Six Flags, right? Like, but the charm of Disneyland are the dark rides and the old rides and Small World and the Carousel and Space Mountain and Matterhorn and like all these old rides that are still. They they stand the test of time, right? I like, know. yeah. And you're gonna what? Go out? Like, let's be honest. The Space Mountain. This reminds me of the Space Mountain at Disneyland Paris. They originally took it, and it was Jules Verne inspired and beautiful and amazing from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a, just a mess. They've like half made it a hyperspace mountain all the time, but it's still Jules Verne themed, so it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just disaster what they did to that incredible space mountain that, and that one's nuts. It goes upside down and blasts you off. And like, it was crazy, which one day maybe we'll do a vault about the space mountain at Disneyland Paris. Cause the whole mountain was supposed to have like restaurants and shops inside of the mountain and everything. It was going to be crazy. Oh, whoa. I had no um, idea. But this just like, leave it alone. <laughs> I don't know. I hope this is a rumor. That's I know okay. it's a rumor. We should let it go. I, we wanted to bring it up. It makes me sad and it's killing my soul. On the inside a little bit. Well, hopefully we'll know more soon. Like that rumor just came out recently, but we'll have to see. Well, let's take it over to California Adventure. There's some new fall news, some autumn autumnal news for you all. Disneyland and California Adventure, of course, are going to get their awesome, you know, overlay with the Halloween season coming up. But they did announce the Oogie Boogie Bash dates that are coming up pretty soon for purchasing tickets. So I think it's important you all know. Over at California Adventure, they do the Oogie Boogie Bash. It's a popular Halloween-themed night. Everybody can dress up in costume. You can meet villains. I love it. I've actually never gone, and I think this is the year I'm going to try going. Because I think Ray's at the right age to stay up late and do this. You get to go trick-or-treating all around the theme park. Like I said, you get to meet all the great villains. They have super unique villains out. I remember last year being in the park when they were transforming it over at 6 p.m. And we got to see for a split second, we got to see Sid from Toy Story. And it was like a human dressed as Sid. And he had all of the 
creatures that he created, you know, his little Frankenstein toys. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it was super cool. So they've got, like, some very random and cool characters out. Lots of decor. There's a Halloween-themed parade, and there's commemorative keepsakes they give you. So it sounds really great. The party is from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. They are doing this event from September 6th through October 31st. And tickets are going on sale soon. So that's why I think it's important. You know now. How many Midori drinks Ugh. will be served at the Oogie Boogie Bash? Exclusively Midori drinks. <laughs> Oogie Boogie Bash brought to you by Midori. Midori. Um, no. Midori and blue curacao. It's like those Ooh. two colors. Disney must cocktails. have so much of that sat in a warehouse somewhere that they're constantly just churning out cocktails with Midori and blue curacao. Blah. Um, okay, so those dates. So you can get tickets. If you are a magic key holder, you can get tickets starting June 28th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And if you are a D23 member, you can also get tickets at, well, you can get tickets at the normal time. But there is a specialty night on September 10th that you can go to. So if you're a D23 member, I don't really know what that means, but they're going to have like a little bit extra pizzazz for you all. And there's a price tag to go with it. So every date is tiered on its price scale. So if you're going at the very earliest, which would be a Tuesday, September 6th, the price for one person is $129. That's kid or adult. If you're looking to go on the last day, which is Monday, October 31st, the price is $179. And the rest of the prices all fall within there. If you go in September, you're looking in the like 130 to 140 range. And if you're looking to go in October, it's more like the 150 to 180 range. So keep that in mind, folks. It's a whole price of a day ticket for this specialty event. Yeah, but I think you get, I'm actually a fan of some of these specialty night events, pre-kid. Now, not so much, but when Noah's older, I'm sure we will be Uh, again. But like, the after hours events and these specialty ticket events, like the crowds are lower. There's literally no wait time for the rides. Yes, it's a shorter event, but you can get a lot in in those nights. So I think they're I think it's kind of worth it. I would go. You should go. I think we will maybe try and go. I just want to be clear that if we went on Halloween night for a family of three, we're spending $540, so oh it's a lot of money. Um, so just keep all of that in mind. I do think that it's a really cool event. So, you know, there's so many ways you can spend your money at Disney. If this is a way you want to spend it, then plan on um, June 28th as your day if you're a Magic Key holder to get those tickets. Otherwise, regular guests can get them on June 30th. Well... Okay, you know, you literally just teed this up. You said there's plenty of ways to spend your money at Disney. Well, I sure did. Woo-wee. Okay, so (laughs) for the longest time, like a few years ago, pre-pandemic, the Four Seasons did this thing where they launched a private jet and it was like a 757, a Boeing 757 outfitted with two-by-two lay-flat seats and you could book this like twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollar, depending on the trip, trip around the world with the four seasons. And you would stay at luxury resorts. I'm sure it was more than fifty thousand dollars. I have no idea how much it was. 
you would have like chef made meals on the plane. You would bounce around in this luxurious plane from country to country, stay at these hotels, whatever. Sounds fancy. So Disney's apparently thought, this is a good idea. Let's do that. So (laughs) (laughs) if you've got a couple hundred grand burning a hole in your pocket, Adventures by Disney has- Who doesn't? (laughs) This is like the plane for the people that like when the world is going to end, when an asteroid's headed to Earth. These are the people who are going to be on this plane, who would be the people who get in the spaceship to like go off with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos to outer space to go live their lives while the rest of us- burn a fiery death on earth when the asteroids hit. Um, Okay. So it's a hundred thousand dollars a person for a around the world Disney trip. So they've got, they partnered with, I think it's, is it Iceland air they partnered with for this? I I, I think so. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's Iceland air to have this custom single aisle jet with lay flat seats to go literally around the world. Let me just read this for you guys. Okay. It's $100,000 a person. It's 110000 Sorry. You forgot sorry. ten grand in it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I forgot the extra ten grand. i am sorry. Um, Which is probably chump change for any of you who are doing this. Oh, actually, no. Let's be specific. It's $109,995. It's what? $109,995. Okay, it's one hundred and ten thousand dollars. <laughs> hey, that extra five bucks is going to really <laughs> make a difference. It's recommended for guests uh, fourteen and up, and guests must be at least twelve years old. So, okay, basically, we have to leave the kids at home. Okay, I will put this out there now. If anyone wants to sponsor Dana and I on this trip, we will vlog it. We don't vlog, but we'll learn how to. Every aspect of the trip will make available for you. So if any of our 12 listeners have $220,000 they want to spend, we'll happily do this. Um, (laughs) It's only going to be available for 75 people. Okay. Here's the description. This dream vacation spans 24 days and covers six countries that includes all 12 uniquely magical Disney theme parks worldwide, as well as three iconic landmarks, so hold that thought. You're going to 12 Disney parks, but around the world, you're only going to go to three actual, like, you know, culturally significant landmarks, but fine. <laughs> uh, the Taj Mahal, okay. uh, the pyramids, and the Eiffel Tower. Those are your three little bits of uh, culture you get. Throughout the trip, you'll stay in world-class accommodations, including the rare opportunity to be a guest at Summit Skywalker Ranch. Plus, you'll travel in a luxury VIP-configured Boeing 757 operated by Iceland Air with long-range capabilities that allow for direct flights to maximize your time in each destination. You'll also enjoy personal access to experts and staff who provide fun and fact-filled stories, enabling you to be immersed in every location you visit for the low, low price of $109,995. Um, $110,000. Yeah. It starts at Anaheim and literally goes all the way around the world and ends in Orlando. Uh, some of the other stuff I read about this, you get like VIP tours at all the theme parks. So that's included. Cool. I'm sure the food will be great. I do not know who in the H-E double hockey sticks is going to buy this. Oh, somebody will. I, look, you think 75 people, you is- think they're going to sell this out? Yes, 100%. I think they're going to sell this out 
I think they're going to sell this out within five minutes. I think this is so, going to be huge. Because, tickets open. because there are people that are not us or any of us listeners that are out there with like insane gobs of money who love Disney as well. Who are and these And they people? will want this experience. And why are we not friends with them? I don't know. I'm going to be very curious to see what Disney influencer vlogger gets on this trip. Who pays for it? Somebody will. Somebody will. Somebody will fork out the money for this. Something else you forgot to mention is that it's happening for like, it's a 24 day experience, but it's specifically July 9th through August 1st, 2023. So you got to have your summer. This could be the ultimate summer vacation. Uh, but you got to have those dates available. Also, you're going to be going to the Taj Mahal and to Egypt in the middle of the summer. <laughs> gross. Really, all of these places, even Orlando is going to be pretty gross. I've been to Israel in May. It's sticky, guys. Like, by yeah. May, it's hot and sticky. So, um, look, good for you <laughs> if you can afford this. So, the tickets go on sale if you're so inclined. June 20th. Previous adventure by Disney guests who have traveled on three or more adventures. They can book on the 20th. If tickets still remain, all previous adventures by Disney guests can book on June 22nd. And then after that, which this is actually interesting. So four days later, Golden Oak members can purchase. See, those are the people. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Those are are the type of people. Four days later. You think those are the the people who own these multi-million dollar homes on Disney's property, you would think they would be some of the first ones getting to buy into this thing. Yeah. Um, and then, hey, look, guys, June 28th, 2022, tickets go on sale to the general public if uh, any are left. so They won't be. I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, you're, that's also the same day you can buy the Oogie Boogie Bash ticket if you are a Disney Magic Key holder. So buy that because that's all we can ever afford. <laughs> but, but Dana, what would happen? What would the commission be if you booked this for oh, – <laughs> could you imagine this if somebody is- called you and was like, Dana, I need you to book this for me because I don't want to get on the computer and do it. Why do you think that commi- that would be insane? I also I would not want that pressure because I d- I guarantee you this is going to be sold out auction style within minutes. It's not going to be option. I don't think it's going to be an option. I think that they have already aware who the seventy five people are going to be bidding on this type of thing, and it's going directly to Disney. I, this is not an option for a travel agent to book. I can guarantee you that. But if it was a commission <laughs> and you got what would 10% of 110 be? Because that's what it would probably be. It's like $10,000. Be the best Disney travel agent commission ever. Anyway, you know what? I bet some of those people who are doing this trip have also been to the Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> oh, that's without a doubt. The, uh, the Star Wars Hotel, yeah, they've definitely been there a few times if if they're booking this private jet. So about that Star Wars Hotel. Yeah. Remember when we talked about it a few weeks ago and we were like, this is going to fizzle real fast? It's apparently fizzling. Oh, no. Guys, I mean, again, I don't know why you're not just shelling out five grand for two nights at a hotel. Um, this is what blows my mind kind of with Disney right now and this big announcement they made about this $110,000 fly around the world trip. And now <laughs> and with the Star Wars hotel at 5000 for, you know, two nights, what are they doing? 
Like, there's a cap. And at least with the trip around the world, it's 75 seats they have to sell. They'll sell them. This thing, it's a nonstop ending hotel that they have to keep filling up every three days to make ends meet there. Yeah. I guarantee you, I am still betting you this is on track to be just a deluxe resort you can book for any length of time in the very near future. That's what I said too. I Here's my prediction. So yeah, because everybody who's gone on this received their surveys, essentially the questions are asking like, was it the entertainment you didn't like? Was it the food you didn't like? And everyone's like, it's the money. It's the money we don't like. The money is ridiculous. $5,000 is too much. I think that you won't see it in 2022, but in 2023, we will start seeing discounted offers for this exact same experience. And I think it could go as low as 40% off the $5,000 trip. That's still um, I could, a lot. Yeah, it's still a lot. I still don't think it's worth it. I don't think, I mean, yeah, I don't. I still don't think it's worth it. Uh, and I don't think we're going to be able to book this as a, as a deluxe resort just as is until at least five years from now. But I do think we're going to see some massive discounts. Oh, I think it'll be sooner. Mm. Or it's going to close. It'll be seasonal. It might close for a period of time. It's such a mess up on their part. So basically, Disney knows it's a mess up. They've been sending a survey around to previous guests. Dana alluded to that survey. Basically being like, what did you like? What did you didn't like? And now there's going to be four previous guests. They are going to host a 90-minute virtual focus group between June 20th and 23rd with a bunch of previous guests to really get in their heads about the experience and the hotel and all that stuff for their troubles. You know, those rich people who already stayed at the hotel, uh, they're each getting a $175 Disney gift card for participating in a focus group, but it'll be interesting to see what changes eventually are made coming out of this focus. Right. And I really think they should also be reaching out to regular Disney guests who aren't booking this to find out why. But but maybe they know the answer. They know the answer is the price tag. So Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there. And this is not related to the Star Wars Hotel, but I'm a Magic Key holder member. We all know this. I've also been an annual pass holder for over a decade while I've lived in California. And I don't think I ever remember receiving a survey when I was an annual pass holder. Literally every time I go to Disneyland now, I receive a survey the next day or day after. And they're very specific. They know like, hey, we saw you went to California Adventure. We saw you ate at this restaurant in downtown Disney. And they ask a lot of questions. They are very survey heavy right now at Disney. And I hope that the overall tone I'm taking away from this is because they know that there's a lot not working at the parks right now and that they're trying to figure out how to correct it. And Star Wars Hotel included, this I hope is a way that they're going to start fixing this and get back to some of their roots and also continue being innovative without at the price tag of their guests. I think they will. Get rid of Bob Chapek and they will. No kidding. Wow. There's there's a clear answer here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, look, we still love it and we still, you know, give them direct access to our bank accounts and they can take all of our money. But 
That's fine. And so. frankly, you know what? You can make of it what you want to make of it. If you've got the cash to spend on a $110,000 trip, do it. If you're like us who like have the trip and we go eat and do our thing at the parks and not spend anywhere remotely close to $110,000, do that too. And I guess that's kind of the joy of it. it. Really, I mean, it is expensive. Like it is. And if you don't have, I think they have to figure out a way to bring annual passes back and get that figured out because they still are not selling them in Florida and they're not selling them out in California right now. I think it's a bummer. Like honestly, when we had made our trip, we probably would have just gone ahead and used like put those ticket prices towards an annual pass because being on the East coast, it's easy to pop down to Florida. And frankly, if we're going to go to the parks twice a year, the annual pass kind of pays for itself. Yeah. But you know, they're not doing it. So who knows? They have to bring it back. They will. I think they're trying to figure it all out. That's another quick news piece is that if you're out here in California, the um, Magic Key Pass has still been suspended. I think that sounds a little more extreme than what it is. They are coming up on their one year anniversary of the Magic Key. So I think they're trying to retool it, whether they're going to change the name or the uh, obviously they'll change prices because they always do. But Name, dates, whatever it is, we don't know yet, but I think probably within sometime in July, we'll hear whatever the new version of Magic Key is, and hopefully the new version of annual passes in Florida will become available again. Well, we can be optimistic. We can. But again, and lighter, happier news, 50 episodes, cheers to that. We have somehow made 50 episodes of this thing with the help of all of our friends who keep popping on, um, including fan favorite Kim. Shout out to oh, you. No, don't give her more shout outs. She does not deserve that. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fan the ego there a little more for Kim. Oh, it's already very flamed. <laughs> it's, it's high. You know, I need to go get that fire extinguisher out because the uh, the ego has been flamed for sure with but, her. But no, thank you to all of our friends, yeah. all of our interviewees. We've had so many incredible interviews. We've got more lined up for you guys. I am very excited about a couple that are going to come down soon. And um, thank you again for listening to uh, Adam and Dana just rant about their thoughts on <laughs> Disney all this time and our little history nuggets of the vault for rides. Like this has been truly such a fun experience for the last 50 episodes. I completely agree. And if you guys agree, please, please, please go on, subscribe, comment, like, send us some love, find us on Instagram, all that jazz. We should actually do a thing on Instagram where we ask everybody on Instagram to subscribe to the podcast because I don't think everybody does. Ooh, that would help us. So if you're listening and you're an Instagram follower, go subscribe. Yeah, please do. It'll only help us. And it'll take you 30 seconds. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. We had a lot of news today. A lot of mouse musing. So with that, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.